Welcome to And What Else, the podcast with me, Wendy O'Byrne, also known as The Completion Coach. And today we're going to talk about what it means when we say that we feel stuck, where we're not quite sure where we are, we're looping around in the same behaviours, the same situations, and generally we do feel like we're stuck, like there's nothing we can do. And when we've hit that place, when that's how we're feeling, when that's how we're convincing ourselves it is, that it's beyond us, that it's not our fault, that these things keep happening to us, or that that's just who we are, then the fundamental part for me is that we have seen that there are no more choices, that maybe we see it as we had a choice once, or there is only one choice, and we don't see it as choices. Something I say in one-to-ones with clients is if you've stopped making decisions, you've stopped leading. And by leading, that could be in any aspect, not just in a leadership role, but in your life. If you've stopped making decisions, then you've stopped leading. Something else has the highest momentum. Something else has got the most hold on you because you think you have to, you think you should. You believe that's the only way. And quite often what I find with people is they are repeating the same choice They are making the same decision, even if they're trying to make it look different. And it's from the same place that they think they don't have a choice, that they think this is how it's got to be. And they've stopped making decisions. Fundamentally, they are on autopilot. They're doing what they've always done. They're doing what they believe they have to do. And fundamentally, that just means they've got into their old ways. And most importantly, They are not in a resourceful place because when we are in a resourceful place, we have creativity. When we have creativity, we are looking for solutions. We're looking for ways forwards. We're looking at how to keep going. We're looking at a much wider field of vision. When we are out of creativity, we are less resourced. We feel less resourceful. Something else is showing up for us and fundamentally it's convincing us that there is no choice, that we can't make a decision or that there is only one. I put on Instagram quite frequently, it's not one choice and done. (laughs) We are not able to make one choice and then never able to choose again. We get these tiny, tiny, tiny options on repeat to keep choosing And it's in those tiny, tiny options where we keep choosing differently that change occurs. It's not in these big, big, big decisions that are one-offs or that we see as one-offs. It's in what we're choosing and how resourced we feel on a day-to-day basis in the tiny, tiny moments. Because we are all decision makers, we are all decision makers, we have some areas where we don't get to make the decisions That might be in our role at work, for example, or in a partnership where we feel we don't have the final say. We're not the decision maker as such. But in life, on a day-to-day basis, there are many, many decisions that you make. Most of the time without thinking, most of the time on autopilot, and most of the time from a non-resourceful place. When emotions are leading when we are emotionally charged or emotionally depleted, we often feel like we don't have a choice or there are snap decisions that need to be made. 
leading up to that were lots of decisions, tiny decisions, tiny choices that led to feeling that way. So when we are breaking things down, when we are really coming back to those basics of making sure we feel as resourced as possible, then we're able to come at things in a really different way. And the most important way is the most creative way. Because we're taking a really narrow field of vision, which is limited, which we believe has to be done that way, was done that way before, is the best for everyone else, is the best for avoiding something. And all of a sudden what we're doing is we are being highly reactive to our lives and coming from an unresourced place. An unresourced means that we've stopped looking creatively. We're not looking for solutions because we don't probably think there are any. And when we don't believe there are decisions that we are able to make, that we are not the decision maker in our own life, then all of a sudden we've got this really narrow field of shoulds, of this is the way it's always been done, this is who I am, this always happens to me. And where we need to get back to is a place where we feel there is more to explore, more that we don't know, more that we haven't tried. There is more scope for bigger conversations when we feel resourced. And I've overused that word (laughs) in this podcast already, but I really want you to think about what being resourceful, feeling resourceful, looks and feels like to you. How do you know when you are in a really resourceful place? How do you know that you are creative, feeling creative? What does that look and feel like to you? How do you notice it? What difference does it make when you're in that space compared to when you feel pressured and without choice? And how often is that happening? Is it daily? Is it just at a certain time? Is it just around certain people? Is it in just one area of your life? Start to get really curious Because the interesting thing is quite often when we feel like we didn't have a choice, when things are against us, when we are backed into a corner or when we have to perform, have to be or agree to a certain something, (laughs) it is in places and spaces where we feel limited. And I'd like you to really think about what feeling limited looks and feels like to you. Where can't you make choices? Where are you making choices that don't feel like choices? Where are you making those choices to avoid something else? And most of the things that we avoid come from a place where we don't think we can handle it. And again, that's usually an unresourced place which is emotionally charged. And for many people, Again, I use the data of people that I've had the pleasure of working with and been able to explore these things with. For many people, what they are avoiding is conflict or confrontation of any type whatsoever. And what this creates is internal conflict. And then we're avoiding the internal conflict because we don't want to look at it because we know that it would lead to looking at the external conflict. And because we are avoiding that at so many costs to ourself, to our choices, to our limitations, to our creativity, we are 
making decisions based on what we think will allow us to bypass a confrontation, what we think will allow us to bypass conflict. And quite often, that's because we have perceived, recorded or stored what the idea of conflict is. Now I'm going to cast your minds back to the episode where I talked about accidental leadership, accidental overachieving, overfunctioning, and talked about that came from a place from my clients where they grew up in a place where emotions weren't healthily discussed, where emotions felt like conflict, like they had to resolve them without words to change, to shift the energy, to please the environment, which is storing itself up as a story that anything at all is difficult to talk about unless it's fun, unless it's shifting the atmosphere, unless it's something to do with achieving or a to-do list or something very logical. And it's always avoiding and bypassing and getting around something that feels quite emotional. So if having conversations, if saying no, if asking for help, if making a decision that you think will cause conflict, discomfort, a conversation, people can see conflict as just a conversation, as just asking somebody something, as saying that we don't know something, as getting feedback that can feel really wounding, really personal, really awful when we're not used to it when we don't understand conversations and discussions can be healthy and that conflict and confrontation in itself is quite healthy. It doesn't have to be aggressive, violent, nasty, difficult, leading to silence, leading to rejection. There are circumstances in our lives where that will naturally feel that way, where that will be the case. You will be in a situation, perhaps a breakup, Perhaps a situation where it does lead to what feels like rejection. Maybe you don't get the job at the interview. Maybe there's difficulty in your relationships at home. Maybe avoiding having those conversations, no matter how unsettling it is, avoiding them, it feels better than the idea of having them. And so we believe we don't have a choice, that we must do everything we can to avoid the conversation, to to do something, something else instead whether that's work, whether that's be practical, whether that's change the mood, buy a gift, overgive, agree to something you don't agree with, laugh at something that you don't actually find funny. There are so many ways it shows up in tiny, tiny ways that are really building the story that we can't handle the small stuff, so we definitely shouldn't try and handle what feels like the big stuff. And that's for a repeat of tiny, tiny repetitions in the small choices that we will feel like there was no choice and this is fundamentally bringing people back to feeling out of control and so they feel in control in places where they can make choices where it is more logical it can feel like we're all out of ideas we can feel like we are never going to get the connection that we're craving fundamentally because we're bypassing even that connection with ourselves with that confrontation with ourselves with that ability to have introspection and handle it instead of just find it and then try to get rid of it or think that it's somebody else's fault all of these things all of these things going on internally 
and we're not really paying attention because we are so focused on getting by, getting through, getting on, feeling better, it not being a situation anymore, and there being no conflict, no risk of it. There will be people around you that seem to enter into conflict with absolutely no hesitation. And those people will probably bewilder the people that avoid conflict at all times. When people do make decisions for themselves, there is a chance you might view them as selfish because you can't believe that they make these decisions just for themselves without any idea of how it's impacting other people. There are people that say what they think all of the time. And again, those people will either fascinate you or scare the life out of you. There are so many ways that we can feel stuck. And fundamentally, the idea of feeling stuck is more often the idea that we don't have a choice. And if we believe we don't have a choice, we will find it really difficult to make decisions. And we will be so used to the loop of decisions that we do make that we will autopilot our way into that. And at that point, we will feel as if we have no control. And so ultimately, we will feel stuck, as if the only options we have are the options that will keep us here, the options that will repeat themselves. And so for many people, it's frustrating. It's really frustrating when we see other people make decisions, make choices, get really creative, have what we see as unlimited ways forward for themselves where what we can see in our own lives feels so narrow, so small, as if we can't. It's frustration. And I've talked about this on programs that I've run, but if our leading, I'm going to use the word, if our leading vibration, if our leading decision maker is frustration, if our leading thoughts are frustrated thoughts, if we are coming from frustration all of the time, then frustration has the most momentum in our lives. Frustration doesn't really give us a lot of creative energy. Frustration is really depleting. Frustration can really start to make bigger frustrations through that frustration thinking because we're in that loop. It has the lead. And if our thoughts are coming from frustration, if we are acting from frustration, then we are giving that the most attention and we are leading from frustration. And I ask people on those courses to start looking at where they're making their decisions from. Are you looking at things from a place of frustration? Or are you looking at things from a place of curiosity, from a place of love or joy? And do any of those things get to lead, to lead your decision making, to have the most momentum in your life? Do you feel like you have choices? Do you feel particularly creative in your own life or do you feel on repeat, tired, frustrated? (laughs) There's that word again, because when I think about the words that people use all of the time with me, they're on repeat and people generally get to a point of hiring a coach or coming into a program or tuning into a webinar or contacting me from a place of frustration because they really want something to change They really want to make a shift to take control of a situation or to expand the options, but they're coming at it from a place of frustration. And the first thing we want to do is understand what the frustration truly is. 
So throughout this podcast, I'm dropping these questions. I would say go back and listen again to the questions at the beginning. But where do you feel the most frustrated? In the areas that you feel stuck, could you go beyond that for me and tell me what else stuck could mean? What else and how else you could be explaining how you're feeling? And how many choices and options do you think you have in that area? If I asked you on a really general top tier basis, are you the decision maker in your life? You know, when you used to get uh, sales calls <laughs> and people would say, can I speak to the decision maker? You might not have heard that. But even in the mortgage, I, I used to do mortgages and finance and there was always a decision maker. There was always somebody that would have to wait for the other person to make a decision. It's something I witnessed a lot in that lifetime. Are you the decision maker in your life? And even if you can't say yes to every angle, maybe in your employment, you're not the decision maker. Maybe within your relationship, you don't feel like the decision maker. Maybe in your friendship group, you don't feel like the decision maker. Maybe in your financial life, you don't feel like a decision maker. Maybe just you on you, you still don't feel like the decision maker. Maybe you would feel like you are the reactive one, the conforming one, the easygoing one. Oh, I've paused on that one because it's the worst one. The easygoing one. I never cause a problem. I'm so easygoing. And I see this a lot in so many different ways with people, the desire to be the easygoing one. No problems from me. But those people will never feel like a decision maker. And the decisions they do make, even the positive decisions, may feel like they come from a place of frustration, from lack, rather than from a place of resourced choice, from desire. And so if we're constantly acting from frustration and never from desire, how much do you think your life has frustration in it compared to how much desire is in it? And desire is wonderful. Desire is wonderful in every aspect of our lives. Desire gives us something. Desire certainly opens us up, starts us thinking differently, starts us solution finding, excitable. What do you think of when you think about the word desire? What part of your life does it peak? And how much desire is in your life? How much frustration? Do you act and make decisions from desire or frustration? Are your leading thoughts frustrated or desire-led? Is your creativity from frustration of trying to find a way out or is it from a place of desire looking to explore other avenues? How do both of those feel in your body when you think about them? And so if you're going to journal on anything today, I'd say go back and listen. Go from the beginning of all the questions I've peppered in, but also just write down how often do I feel like I am led by my frustrations? How often do I feel like I am led by desire? Do I know what each feel like? How does my body react to both of those statements? How many ways and in how many situations do I feel like the decision maker? And if not, why not? How many decisions does it take daily on tiny, tiny situations for me to feel like I never make a decision? Going back to the episode on influence, who influences my decisions the most? I want you to sit with those questions. I want you to let them brew. I want you to dig into them with curiosity, with the desire to find out the outcomes, not from a place of frustrated about what you find, 
Because when we can get you acting more from desire than frustration, then we are automatically looking at the choices you are making in a really different way. I'm going to round this one up here. But again, if you're feeling stuck, I want you to really dig into this episode. Because when we are stuck, we are usually frustrated. And we definitely, definitely don't tend to think about ourselves as a decision maker in those moments. There is always more than one decision. There is always more than one choice. And it's really interesting to see where we make them from. I know when I'm making decisions from frustration, from lack, from, ah, I've got no choice, or I feel like I've got no choice, and how different that feels from desire, from want, from creativity, from, oh, what else? What else could there be that I'm missing that could help me right now? What other decisions can I make that I'm not even looking at, and what choices do I refuse to make, and why? I mean, there's an awful lot of questions in this episode, and I'd love you to start to dig into your own answers to see what that reveals to you. So I'm going to round that up here. I'm going to always invite you to really dig in to asking yourself. Don't just listen. Go back, review, question, question everything. And then if you've got questions, if you've got feedback, if you want to share what came up for you, then do send me a DM on Instagram. Do drop me an email, wendy at thecompletioncoach.co.uk. But more importantly, do keep asking. This isn't a once and done. This is something to regularly review and look at yourself with, especially in those moments when you believe you are stuck. Thank you as always for listening. Do forward this episode on to anybody you think it would help. Do think about where this shows up in your life. And do come back and listen to next week. Thank you again.